0: Hi, welcome to Exploring the Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega, and this is episode number 145. Free Will, Refuting Roy Baumeister's Slate.com Defense Part 6. And this is the final part. I'm not getting to a lot of what he said, but, you know, I've devoted six episodes to this. I can't devote any more. I want to do some other stuff. And we're taping this on October 21st. 2013, and this this is basically, again, the series is on an article that psychologist Roy Baumeister published in an internet magazine, very popular one, incidentally, called Slate.com, and the title is, Do We Really Have a Free Will?, and it was published on September 25th, you know, a few weeks ago, excuse me, or almost a month ago now, and he's claiming that we have free will, so like, this series is to kind of like refute his claims, you know, the claims he made in the article. And if you go to the article, go to Slate.com, you know, type out, type out free will, because I don't have many articles on free will. You'll see the article, Do You Really Have a Free Will? And you'll see like in the comments section, there's over 600 comments, and several dozen of them, very recent ones incidentally, because they go like from the most recent to the, to the less recent, are comments that I've made just basically explaining in a lot of detail why we don't have a free will. Okay. So, so let's get to, you know, as much as we'll get to of the rest of, of his article and and that'll be good. Alright. So like, alright, so like he go he says that um he understands, this is interesting. He understands that our actions can't break the laws of physics. Alright? He understands our actions can't break the laws of physics, but still he asserts that they can be influenced by things that go beyond the laws of physics. That is an oxymoronic moronic statement. It's self-contradictory. No, you can't have our actions not being able to break the laws of physics and then not being influenced you know, or are being influenced by things beyond the laws of physics. The laws of law of physics is all there there is, okay? They're, you know, and I, I might as well get into this. Like some people will claim, well, you know, our, our decisions are they're they're spiritual. They're they're non-material, you know, they're numinous. And um and, and they'll say, well that's that's where our free will comes in. But sorry, you can't use that to defend free will, and I'll tell you why, because like, you make a decision, you call it spiritual, call it whatever you want to call it, it's going to take place during a precise moment in time, like if I decide to lift my hand right now, I decided that at 155.04, or whenever I did, right, on October 21st, 2013, okay, and so like, as soon as like the decision, or any act, takes place during a certain moment in time it becomes part of physical reality it it it, it in other words it, it it the fact that it takes part that it takes place in time reveals that it's part of physical reality because why because like well einstein, I think and others probably demonstrated you can't have time without space, you know. Time is really the measurement of motions moving through space. So you need space. And you can't have space without time because in our universe, everything is in motion. You know, if the universe was, was completely static and nothing was happening, I couldn't be doing the show. Then yeah, then maybe you could have space without time, but that's not our universe, okay? So now, so it's so like time requires space, space requires time. And so what Einstein came up with is this idea that it's actually kind of like a space time. But the the stronger point is, like, to the extent that time requires space for it to exist, and space is obviously, you know, a part of our physical universe. It's the the medium within which mass energy, matter moves. It's, you know, it's, it's influenced by gravity. It's like, you know, it's physical. If time requires space... And time must be subject to the physical laws of nature. All right. So, so anyway, so like, that, so that so sort a of decision taking place in any moment in time must be subject to those physical laws because it takes place. And I, I guess you could also say that the um, you know I just thought of this because like I come up with these realizations. I've been using this time thing, but another refutation of these spiritual you know defenses for free will is like. The decision takes place in space, too. I mean, like, I'm making a decision. You know, I made that decision to lift my, my, my hand in space. You know, it, it was in the universe. Okay, and, and like in this particular, you know, longitude, latitude, um, whatever you call it. And so, like, so it's physical. All right. So, anyway, so, like, yeah. Um, you know, he says our actions cannot break the laws of physics, but they can be influenced by things beyond the laws of physics. No, <laughs> no, our actions cannot break the laws of physics, and one of the laws of physics, the fundamental law, is causality, saying that everything has a cause, refutes free will. Okay. Again, he makes another kind of statement that's pretty much the same thing. It's nonsensical. Um, he's saying that, you know, he he reiterates the fact that free will can't violate the the laws of physics, but it can invoke causes that go, go beyond them. Invoke causes that go beyond them. You can't, nothing goes beyond the laws of physics, you know, and if, and if it's a cause, you know, if it's a cause, that's, this, this Baumeister doesn't understand causality because if he understood it, he would make statements like this. If, if he's ascribing, if he's defining free will as a cause, He should understand that everything must have a cause and so every cause must have a cause, right? So that means like you want, you know, you want to define something as freely willed, I mean it would be a misnomer, but if you want to and you want to say that it has a cause or it invokes causes to use his language, it's within the, the fabric of causality. It's got a cause, that causes a cause, and that causes a cause, and you've got these antecedent causes you know, we regressing back cause by cause by cause. It's cause and effect chain going back in time to before the person did whatever they did was born. You don't have to go back any further to, to like, refute free will. But you can go back, you know, like, the causal chain that that led up to whatever we're doing, whatever we want to, whatever he's asserting is freely willed, goes back to before the planet was created, before before the Big Bang, presumably. All right. So, um, or that's that. Now, he makes he makes a very curious claim now. He he claims that free will evolved. He claims that it evolved. He claims that free will is part of like this Darwinian evolution. That's like such a nonsensical claim. You can't like in other words like basically what he's saying is he's claiming that that um, free will evolved a mechanism or as a way to transcend the laws of nature. No, you can't do that, I'm sorry. Um, evolution is a strictly causal process. You've got these genes, you've got these chromosomes, you've got these, you know, these determinants of, of natural selection and mutation and the processes of evolution and it's all causal, okay, it's, it's all causal and and you can't evolve, you can't evolve a being, a, a person, an animal, an organism, to transcend this causality. You can't evolve a being, a, a physical being, to transcend the laws of na- nature. It's a physical impossibility. So this notion that, that free will evolved is just like, again, he he can't, you know, he can't understand the fundamental nature of causality because, like, if he did understand it, he, he wouldn't make an assertion like this. You know, again, you don't blame him because, like, he doesn't have a free will. You know, he, maybe he's, like, maybe he's, like, guided by some kind of motivated reasoning that, that, you know, doesn't allow him to accept that nothing's in our control, but whatever. All right. So, okay, what else? Okay, um, he's, along with this evolution, he, he, he kind of, like, his, his explanation seems to be that, like, simple life forms don't have a free will because they're simple, but to the extent that organisms' life forms get more complex, that that somehow will allow for this free will. What he doesn't understand is complexity or simplicity are the same to causality. In other words, a simple process is as completely caused as is a complex um, process. You know, there, there may be more complexity to the causes of a complex process, but it in no way, the complexity in no way circumvents or transcends the causality. And if you want to simplify the matter for both simple and complex organisms, Again, you can go back to the state of the universe explanation of causality, saying the state of the universe, you know, caused whatever kind of behavior either a simple or a complex organism was going to engage in or engages in. All right. So, um, oh, here's another. All right. This, a, a lot of the rest of the article, I think, goes into, like, he basically, his assertion is like, that free will evolved as a result of culture. He says, culture is the reason we have free will. And he says, like, so, like, lower life forms, you know, lower animals don't have culture, so that's why they don't have... That is so absurd. That's, like, beyond absurd. In other words, like, he's he's trying to, like, you know, using the word culture, it's kind of like an abstract term, and he's kind of like, he's think, he thinks that, like, that, you know that by by invoking this abstraction that, that, that that's gonna kinda like mask or conceal or obfuscate the fact that culture is made up of individual behaviors. What is culture? Culture is for example education, it's government, it's business, you know, it's society, culture is music, right, culture is The fundamentals to culture require people to do things. So like, for example, with law, culture is people creating laws. Culture is people instituting those laws, people upholding those laws. With music, culture is people creating songs, people singing songs, people dancing, people whatever. With education is culture is people teaching others, people learning. These are all human behaviors. So behind any kind of like assertion of of what culture is is human behavior. Okay, you, you go to the specifics of culture. Culture is like an amalgamum, a complexity of various human behaviors. That's that's all it can be, whether it's scientific discoveries or, or government or or whatever, or just society. So like so when you think about it, okay, well, whether it's a behavior within the law or within religion or within sports, whatever, it's a human behavior, and these behaviors result from causes. They're, 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 you know, these are decisions people make. These are actions, and they're, they're, you know, just because they're subsumed under this, this, this term, this generalization, we call culture. Does not mean they're they're any different from any kind of act you know like you, you take any kind of these acts and you separate it let's say a, a sports act running you separate it from the fact that it's part of this cultural institution we call sports it's still an act of running it still has causes okay so like so again this this attempt to invoke culture as as an explanation for where free will. Then you know to explain free will is like completely groundless, baseless, and you know it's it's kind of telling. It's kind of telling because again, I'm going to quote him again, because uh, in this quote he seems to kind of like sometimes the truth wills out. Even though you know it comes out inadvertently, he seems to like he's actually admitting in this in this um, in this sentence that. They keep asserting that we have free will, but they haven't found it, and they never will. But they, you know, they keep on thinking, well, maybe it's here. Basically, he um, the statement is: um, our ancestors evolved the ability to act in the ways necessary for culture to succeed. Free will likely will be found right there, okay? Free will likely will be found right there. Not that free will has been found right there. Not that free will, you know, is, you know, there. It will likely be found. No, it won't likely be found there. It will never be found there, you know. But, um, so again, that, this is an example of like, you know, he's kind of inadvertently admitting, acknowledging that, you know, he hasn't found free will. He's just asserting it and like, you know, Again, he's probably asserting it because he, he has this need to, to believe it, you know. Another, you know, in terms of the motivated reasoning, I don't know if I was mentioning it during this show or the, the, the last episode. Motivated reasoning is, um, I'll explain again just in case. Um, sometimes people cannot accept certain new information that they're confronted with because their beliefs, their prior beliefs, their belief system their emotions, their needs, their wants, their attitudes will not allow them to. In other words like there's a lot of people who won't accept the Darwinian theory of evolution even though it has mountainous evidence. I mean from from the fossil record, from genetics, from biology, from you know, horticulture. I mean, like, the, 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 the evidence for, for evolution is voluminous, and there's not the slightest bit of evidence for the creationism story of Adam and Eve and, like, Eve being pulled out of the rib of Adam. But, like, here in the United States, like, over 50% of people believe in, um, in this creation story. They can't accept evolution because of this motivated reasoning. Now, like, I think to explain this in, in, a, in a certain context, you've got these, these churches, these, these synagogues, these temples, these religious institutions that are telling people, sometimes at a very young age, listen, you better believe what, what we tell you, because we do, if you don't, you're going like, to risk suffering eternally in hell. I mean, God is an all-loving God, but if you don't believe this, you're, you're, you're done, you're cooked. So, like, when you've got this threat, you know, when you learn this as a little kid and gets ingrained, and uh, people don't talk about it much after that, but you know, when it's in you, they're like, you know, and sometimes they'll say, well, you know, hey, why take the risk, you know, if you believe what the church or the synagogue says, then you're definitely in, you know, or you know, you increase your chances, so like, so anyway, what I'm trying to say is like, people like Baumeister and, and other people who I think can't understand why something as simple as causality makes free will impossible, why, why culture is no defense for free will, why free will has, hasn't been found and will not likely be found anywhere. They can't understand it because of this motivated reasoning, because, like, these emotions, this fear of going to hell, this fear of, like, whatever, is just, like, hijacking their, their, um, their reasoning. It's hijacking their, their, um, their logical faculties. All right. So... What else? Okay, he, um, he makes a statement that like... He says that free will is for following rules, quote-unquote. You know, I'm not sure what that means because like Einstein didn't believe in free will. Einstein didn't have a free will. Einstein followed rules. He followed rules. He, he won a Nobel Prize in physics. He you know, did a lot of great stuff. There's a lot of great people who do a lot of great things, who don't believe in free will, like me. I'm I'm doing this show. I'm, I'm teaching the world about the nature of human will. And I don't have a free will. And like, you know, I'm following rules. You know, this is like, you know, like, the idea, here's the thing. Like, a lot of people, again, this is part of this motivated reasoning thing. A lot of people are afraid that it's like if the world stops believing in free will, there is going to be a chaos. Everybody's going to run around saying, well, I can do whatever I want and you can't hold me responsible because I don't have a free will. So there, you know, but we're not going to do that. And one of the reasons we're not going to do that is because we don't have a free will. What I'm saying is like, we're hardwired. This is one of the reasons we don't have a free will, to seek pleasure and avoid pain. We're also hardwired to do what we consider is most moral. So if we've got somebody going around doing things that they shouldn't be doing that's causing us pain or threatening to cause us pain or that we consider immoral, we're going to stop them on those grounds. We're hardwired. We can't but do that. So society is not going to collapse to the extent we get this. To the extent, As a matter of fact, society is going to be much, much better because the free will belief creates so much misguided, harmful blame and recrimination and vengeance and hatred. I mean, sometimes like... You know, you'll see in the Daily News of the New York Post a a headline, you know, rotten hell. This is is a a headline that I actually saw about some unfortunate soul that committed some heinous crime, and either he's in prison or they they killed him or something. And, like, with this free will belief, you know, it encourages people to hate other people. And fine, I'm not saying, you, you, you know, again, what I'm saying is, like, not having a free will doesn't exempt us from from rules and laws and all. In other words, we have to protect society. We have to like do things, but like we can do all that. We can do that actually much more effectively to the extent we overcome this illusion. All right, enough of my um, editorializing. Um, so all right, so then he goes. Um, I don't know. That's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. You know, he just like. The rest of the article, I've got, you know, some other stuff. I've got about six minutes left, and that's all right. I can talk about other stuff. Um, the rest of the article, just like, he's kind of like, he's making a lot of assertions, but they don't, they don't make sense. And so, all right, so you've got, he's a psychologist. Let's get to the, the foundation of this. Um, he wouldn't be making the kinds of claims that he was making in this article, if he truly understood the causal process, he says he accepts. Because, he, again, he's what, what is known in philosophy as a compatibilist, okay? Compatibilists accept that everything is determined, that everything is predetermined, that, ever, that causality exists, but they still say we have free will. It's a completely incoherent, self-contradictory notion but that's and, and again like so i have to like the only thing you can conclude you know aside from this motivated reasoning maybe the motivated reasoning kind of explains why they don't understand it is that they don't understand the implications or the process of causality so let's go over it again okay uh you make a decision first of all all right everything has to have a cause okay that's what causality is about um, Leucippus was the first person in the world to um, to make the statement. He he made it at around 500 B.C. He's a pre-Socratic philosopher, one of the Greek guys, and he said nothing happens at random, but everything for necessity, by, ne- by everything for a reason and by necessity. Okay, 500 B.C. and that's just a statement of determinism. He's saying that everything is caused. So. If you have everything being caused, as I just explained a few minutes ago, if our decisions have causes and there's causes to those causes, you have this chain of cause and effect that goes back to before the person deciding was born, that completely refutes free will. All right, but some people, you know, some people say, well, maybe not everything is caused, which is kind of inconsequential to this because Baumeister agrees that everything is caused. But, you know, if things weren't caused then that couldn't give you free will either because like, you know, free will says that like we are freely willing these things. We're freely causing these behaviors to happen. So again, like, you know, and again, that's another reason why the term free will is incoherent. It's internally inconsistent because it requires the causality that refutes it. In other words, like free will says like, well, I caused this action of my own free will, but Within that definition, you've introduced causality, and as soon as you've introduced causality, you've introduced the chain of cause and effect that regresses back to before you were born that refutes the free will you're contesting. All right, I'm going to do more commercials because I'm done with, with Baumeister. Okay, so like, so yeah, so we, you know, we've got meetups, you know, I just, um, I've had a meetup in Manhattan that I started on April 7th, 2010, so it's like, it's been over three years, and like, you know, it's great, we meet the first Saturday of every month in the Sony Plaza, the Sony Plaza is this kind of like atrium, it's very spacious, and it's a public space, and it's in, in the Sony building, it's a very cool building, and it's, it's between 5th Avenue and Madison, um, between 56, 55th and 56th Streets, okay? So it's right in the heart of Manhattan, Midtown Manhattan. And we get together every month, and it's great because we have a, a bunch of regulars. Then, you know, each each meeting, it seems there, there's at least a few people that, um, that are, are new. And we've been doing that, and that's going... But I, I just, like, created um, about... 10 months ago now, I don't know, maybe a little longer, a will meet up here in White Plains. I, I first called it like outgrowing the free will fairy tale because I wanted to give it a bit of edge, you know. But then I said, nah, that's kind of a little, you know, offensive in a way or you know. So anyway, I just changed it. I changed, the, the title now is like Life After Free Will, Life After We've Overcome This Illusion. And basically it's about how, like, you know, to the extent we understand that free will is an illusion, we can have better lives, both individually as a world, and I got to do more shows on this, you know, I do all these shows refuting free will of, this is, you know, I've done 140, what, six of these shows already, and, like, you know, most of them, I'm explaining why free will is impossible, but, like, you know, I've got to do more explaining of why this matters, because remember that motivated reasoning that I was mentioning, the reason people don't get this, one of the reasons is because, like, they have vested interests, psychological interests, in believing in free will, so I've got to, like, and again, so if it was up to me, I've known this for months, I've known for months that I got to address this, and God willing, fate willing, the universe willing, the Big Bang willing, you know, I will, like, be determined by things out, completely outside of my control to start forming new shows. I'm not going to tape again until, like, I don't know, for another month or so, because, like, I'm pretty um, far ahead with the shows, but, like, but I got to do that. All right, another thing, I, I published a book, Exploring Illusion of Free Will, um, and the website, the website for the show CausalConsciousness.com. If you Google Exploring Illusion of Free Will, you'll find it. You'll find over 130 episodes of the show on there, plus other other videos by other people refuting free will by a lot of other articles, including articles by the New York Times, Time Magazine, New Scientist, The Atlantic, Washington Post, and several other major, major publications who over the last few years, you know, have come out with these, you know, often first time ever refutations of free will. So like this thing is catching on and pretty soon hopefully everybody will get it and we'll create a better world. All right, so like, thanks for watching and I'll be back, you know, next time to hopefully explain to you why this matters. Thanks for watching.